Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for spending your morning, afternoon, evening with us. We are so happy to have you here at USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I am the founder, president, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is Loving Longevity. And my co-host and friend, Annie Bush, she has done it again. Once again, another outstanding guest is backstage. I'm so excited to bring her out. But first, let's welcome Annie and see what she's been up to. Hi there. Hi there. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And you can, you know, join us at every occasion, whether it is morning, afternoon, or evening. We watch the program a few times because today, especially today, this is going to be exciting. Gold medalist, Circus Soleil, and perimenopause. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Listen, I'm still working on my forward role. Okay. That's all I can I, tell you. <laughs> I gave up on the forward role. I was actually better at the backward role. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of exciting things going on. And one thing that I wanted to talk about is I actually was on um, another program um, on USA Global TV and radio called A Woman's Prerogative. And we were talking about stem cells because I talk about the, yeah, the, LifeWave X39 stem cell activation patches, but we were talking about the concept of aging. And I started the program by explaining that, you know, my definition of aging, and so that this is where this kind of the programs kind of stems from, um, no pun intended, is that aging is nothing but the accumulation of cellular damage. So it, it is from a straightforward health perspective, when you've got more damage built up in your body than you do antioxidants and yes, stem cells to repair that damage, that's when the body starts to age. Now, how does that aging manifest itself? Well, we know that at the root cause of most chronic diseases is inflammation. So you start with the cellular damage, it causes inflammation, and then it causes disease. And that's why we got to really get to the root cause of what's causing that cellular damage to start with, to stop the aging process. We're stopping the damage from occurring. And, you know, we talk about wrinkles on our faces and whatnot, but guess what? That wrinkle is evidence of cellular damage. And I was listening to a podcast um, right before I started, got on the program and they were talking about how antioxidants help with oxidative stress. And oxidative stress is that internal aging, that rusting, that cellular damage that is occurring on the inside. And not getting enough antioxidants to fight it. And then when you do take in an antioxidant, if you've got a lot of oxidative stress and damage going on internally, 
like livers and kidneys and hearts and whatever, they're not going to have enough antioxidants to combat, to combat the damage that you're going to have on your skin. So you could be healthy on the inside, but you're still showing the damage on the outside. Now, you can have glowing skin and still have those nice little laugh lines, those little smile lines. I think Jimmy Buffett says, um, just the lines of where the smiles have been. And those are happy lines. They're not signs of damage, but you know what I'm talking about. And so what do we do? Well, when we're young, we make tons of these things that are called stem cells. And the stem cells are what go and repair the damage. But as we get older, we make fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer of these stem cells. And they just don't have as much energy as they used to to get to the area where the damage is and repair it. So David Schmidt, who is the owner, creator, CEO of a company called LifeWave, came up with this technology. Now, it looks pretty, for those of you on the radio, um, what I'm holding up and showing is a, it looks like a circular Band-Aid. It is exactly what it looks like, and it's white. And when you peel it back, you see the middle is like this crystal matrix. You see it's white. And what happens is combined with this um, nice little patch, or it looks like a little Band-Aid, seriously, there you go. Um, it's like the, the modality is called photobiomodulation. And the way that works is like when the sun, a certain, a certain wavelength of light from the sun hits your skin, your skin absorbs that wavelength and creates a biochemical response that then creates vitamin D. So follow me here. Light wave hits the skin skin converts, helps convert that wavelength to vitamin D. In that same way, when your body heat hits the crystals, it forms a wavelength of light, goes back into your body and stimulates stem cells. So as we age now, we can start creating more stem cells that are now available to go do all the repair work. Now, where are we talking? As soon as I put this patch on, those stem cells are going down into my body and sort of scavenging to see where the inflammation is, what needs repaired. And those stem cells will go to the site where there is the most um, inflammation, okay? So if you have an internal organ that needs repaired that you don't even know about, you know, Maybe you're feeling fatigued. Maybe you're having headaches. Maybe your digestion is not doing what it's supposed to do. You know, we have so many digestive conditions like diarrhea, constipation, bloating, gas, you name it, acid reflux. Those are all signs and symptoms that there is something going on in your digestive tract and it could be leaky gut. Now, what's leaky gut is holes in your digestive tract. What causes it? <laughs> Gluten junk food, high fructose corn syrup, all those things your body wasn't meant to digest when they hit your stomach can poke holes in it, okay? And what happens when you get holes in your digestive tract? Those bacteria and oh, kind of harmful proteins 
get into your bloodstream and your body starts attacking it. And that's what causes autoimmune diseases. So the stem cell patches will actually go down and start repairing your digestive tract to repair that leaky gut, which is an underlying um, condition for autoimmune. I had a client yesterday that um, had Hashimoto's. And, and what we know about Hashimoto's, her thyroid numbers were fine. It's just she had the autoimmune of the Hashimoto's. So the first step we were going to do is clean up her digestive system to get rid of leaky gut. You're the person to call, Andy. That is for sure. You know your stuff. <laughs> well, I, you know, I listen well and I learn well. <laughs> Two fabulous qualities. Thank you. So our guest is here backstage and I'm super excited to bring her out. I mean, when do you get to have someone who is an Olympic gold medalist, 1996 Olympics, synchronized swimming in Atlanta, and also 23 years with Cirque du Soleil. And if you haven't seen a Cirque du Soleil show, oh, it's oh Oh my gosh, it's it's amazing. And when I was looking her up, she's classified as an actress, an actress known for Cirque du Soleil O, also Cirque du Soleil Worlds Away, and Cirque du Soleil Journey of Man. <clears throat> Excuse me. She's also the founder of Powerful Perimenopause, and she's a health and hormone balance coach. Let's welcome Suzanne Bianco. Hello. 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 Nice Woo. to see you both today. What an honor. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank Super you. Thank you so much. I, I, I don't even know where to get started. I have like 9,000 questions. I know. Well, I got let's start then. And Suzanne, I was telling uh, Dr. Dracken before we came on, I said, I don't know who is more excited about this program, me or my husband, because <laughs> we went and saw O last August when we got married in Vegas. Well, congratulations on seeing one of the best shows in, in the world. It is. Oh, my it's God. Incredible it, was show. A, it was the first time I'd ever seen a Cirque du Soleil. Oh, so really? I, my breath was just taken away. You know, it's it's an incredible environment, um, Cirque du Soleil. And what how I was uh, with the show when it was when it started. So I was through we did a whole year of creation, which taught me more about uh, leadership and creation work and understanding the processes to go through to get to the level of excellence that Cirque has, it was in absolutely incredible. Have you ever thought about all the people whose lives you have touched that you don't even know? Right. Yes, because I did over 11,000 shows for 1,800 people every single show. Yes. You know, I played to over 5 million people. And I know like part of my privilege of being on stage is getting to bow at the end of the, the show and see people and know like my contribution to opening up their ideas of what's possible. Like how incredible is that to be able to do that two times, you know, to 1800 people twice a night. Uh, because we, when you watch a show like that, Annie, you can vouch for this because you saw it. You go in there with whatever filter you have and you get whatever you get. It's designed in a way to not impose you to have to think a certain way. It's designed to open you up so you can understand whatever you need to understand. That's why Cirque du Soleil shows like, oh, I don't really understand the story. And because it's not a story that's so in your face that it's going to say, hey, we're going to do ABC and then we do ABC. It's not that. It leaves room for who you are and how you see life. 
that's part of why I love Cirque du Soleil. And it's almost like you you have to abandon all those preconceived notions. You once once the performance starts, all of what you thought you knew just escapes you. Right. Especially that particular show because of all the water. And I I saw it myself. I've seen probably four of them. And but that one in particular, I thought, oh my gosh, I hope nobody dies. And someone could, right? It it is dangerous that work. Right. We do forget every night it's dangerous. Um, and I, I, we have had accidents and, um, we've had, we've had no one die great at my show, but we, you get so used to, as an artist, you understand the routine of the actions that you're doing, knowing that at any moment, any one of those can go wrong. And we have that built into how we do the show. There's safety protocols all over the place. There's lights that say yes or no that are going on backstage. And we have, um, in O in particular, we have safety scuba divers with full face masks underwater that can talk to the people up in the running the show in the light booth. And there's so many safety protocols in place that you never see that we have, we know, but um, it's, there's still accidents happen. I don't even think I could hold on to one of those bars when you're just like slip <laughs> off. <laughs> but I, so what I'd love to to talk about, I know we're going to talk about perimenopause and the work that you're doing. I'd like to go back to your your career as a world-class athlete and yeah. then the evolution into an actress. And then as we get older, right, the body starts to change and our hormones start to change. What did you personally, what have you seen in terms of your energy level, your strength level, and your agility as you've gotten older? So I come from the understanding that we are bio-individual and what I need is not what you need, is not what somebody else needs. And what we really have to understand is that there's some point of experimentation in all health protocols. Some things like the patches Annie was talking about that I wish I had one this big because I spent, you know, 20 years in the sunshine, six hours a day. Um, But there's things that are universally applicable and then there's what you need. And I found that out through a ton of experimentation Um, in the synchronized swimming competitive realm. We were training six to eight hours a day, six days a week. And that was just normal. That's the level of activity I was used to. And we did mental training, we did physical training, we did um, visualization type of prep work, and we worked really, really hard. And when I went into Cirque du Soleil the following year, it comes from the same kind of ideal of everyone is there to give the best of what they can give. And most of the people coming into Cirque du Soleil are either from athletic backgrounds or circus school type backgrounds which is also a very unique and hardworking um, place. So what I dealt with was adrenal fatigue, but I didn't have any idea that that's, well, adrenal fatigue, adrenal dysfunction. There's a lot of names for it because it's still fledgling science in in the world of science. But my body was exhausted. I was working 10 shows a week. I was working out three days a week. I was 15 pounds overweight 
couldn't take it off. Nothing mattered. Like I was exercising enough overtraining probably, but it was also just what I had to do because that was my job. And um, food didn't didn't make a difference much there. Mm -hmm. So what that's when I started to really investigate and find out for myself, what do I need and who do I need to help me? Because my conventional doctor, she looked at my thyroid and she's like, oh, well, your thyroid's good. You have a tiny bit of antibodies, but nothing to worry about. And I'm sorry is what she said. And so I went and sought out alternative um, information because that was my only choice. I researched, I found a naturopath who set me on the right path. And then from there, I ran by myself to discover um, the outlier information that's now more mainstream because I was doing this 15 years ago. So um, I brought myself, um, for anyone who doesn't know, when someone's dealing with adrenal dysfunction, it's you're exhausted, your your body can't, your metabolism gets dis in disarray, your brain fog is like, I couldn't remember, you know, when they give you those, here's the six word or six letter password. I couldn't, I couldn't remember six numbers in a row. So, um, I wasn't, I was also chronically sleep deprived because I was a single mom and I was going to bed at 1231 AM and getting up at 6 AM with kids. And always with the understanding of that Olympic push of I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. So my mentality was fantastic. I can do this, I can do this. And I ignored all my body symptoms for years. That's part of the good and bad of being a high level athlete is that I got really good at ignoring my body. So I had to come to a place where I paid more attention and could feel my body more and pay and give it the kind of care and love it needed to support me. Right. And when I did that, it took, I had to take the long road because most people with adrenal dysfunction, they say, you know, rest, walk, maybe do yoga. <laughs> like I had to do 10 shows a week. It didn't matter. So um, I brought myself out of that through supplementation through mindset changes, through paying attention, through self-care, not excessive, because again, I was a single working mom, um, but places where that are accessible for all of us. And that's part of what has really stoked my path to uh, give to perimenopausal women, because anybody over 35, you are fair game for perimenopause, which is well, the, the number keeps changing a little, but they say four to 14 years before menopause and the average age for menopause is 52. So I have 35 year old women coming to me, but like, I have no libido. Like I can't think straight. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Let's look at your food, check out your gut. Let's look at your mindset. Let's look how you're nourishing yourself. And let's look at some lifestyle hacks because 75% of perimenopause symptoms are lifestyle-based. Fascinating. Thank you for that answer. I just have a follow-up and then I'll go over to Annie. My follow-up is it seems to me that with the synchronized swimming and the Cirque du Soleil, so much of what you were doing was team-based and each of you counting on the other, depending on one another. And when you had all these changes, were you able to share that with your teammates? No, you had to keep it to yourself. Well, just because I felt... Like I've heard so many other women say, 
like it wasn't exclusive to my environment, but I felt like I'm alone in this. Like what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me, but this isn't going on with anyone else. So mm, I don't want to be weak because that's part of being in a, in a performance environment. You have to perform like they don't care how you feel. You have to perform. That's, that's the, the basis of any kind of job that's performance oriented. So I had to figure it out. I eventually shared with people, uh, my closest friends, of course, there, but it was, and that teamwork supportive environment is what kept me going. Like I absolutely know beyond a doubt, being part of a team is where I'm my strongest. Like I'm not strongest by myself. I'm a strong woman, but my care and support and the people I lean on for um, my, to encourage me and to say, keep going and let's go are an absolute essential part of my life. Thank you so much. Annie? Yeah, I know we, um, I worked at a cognitive decline institute and we had some women coming in in that perimenopausal age with brain fog, fatigue, um, the adrenals. And we always use the term wired and tired. Yes. Yeah. You're just, you're wired to the max and you're exhausted at the same time and you can't sleep. Right. So, so you're never restoring. You're never having that time that your whole body can just restore itself. And, you know, even, and I don't know how it is now, and maybe you can give us an insight um, with women that we have to be super women in the workforce. You know, we, we, we can't show those vulnerabilities. We can't show weakness, you know, and, and I don't know if that's still how it is, you know, it's proving ourselves. It is, it's constant. And part of the, liberation of women has been to fortunately and unfortunately be more like men. And there's good and bad in that because we are so powerful in our feminine and what our feminine energy brings. And when we're spending 90% of our day in masculine energy, it does not serve our hormone balance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't serve um, some of our greatest gifts to the world. And um, I, I, I feel the pendulum is starting to swing back towards understanding the most beautiful part of feminine energy. And when we, when we don't know how to come out of that, or when we're constantly in the mingle of masculine energy, which is amazing and we need it because it keeps us on track, it organizes us, it, it you know, keeps our ducks in a row and all those things. We need that. And we have to honor the feminine side of ourselves that needs to be touched and needs oxytocin. It needs to talk mm-hmm. to other women because bringing that oxytocin, which women are more sensitive to oxytocin than men. And oxytocin is, um, it's a hormone that's released when you uh, breastfeed, when you hug for a long time, when you orgasm, when you do those things, That's a, it's a, an incredible uh, cortisol flush which most people mm-hmm. don't understand. So in our stressed, modern, busy superwoman, you absolutely need to be conscious of your oxytocin and when you're getting it mm-hmm. and schedule it in, whether it's you know date night or whether it's girl time. 
like getting that oxytocin into our system by going into that feminine is like, that's probably the best thing I could tell any, like if there's, you said, give me one thing to make life better. That's it. Yeah, that's why we used to tell women to go get massages. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to be touched. Yes. Yeah. That's part I'm of thinking of changing my name to Jack because I'm always in my masculine energy. <laughs> well, you know, half the, um, it's, it's, we in our, masculine energy as women we are powerful we get things done we organize well we manage amazingly because it's part of our system when because we have this diffuse awareness because we have an estrogen soaked brain and that's mm -hmm. how you know, we were from the from the youngins and an estrogen soaked brain has more neural connection between the right and left brain so we i it's i don't know who I think it's Alison Armstrong who used the word diffuse awareness, where we can walk through the room and we see the sock and we see the glass over there and we see that and we see that. And men walk through the room and they see nothing. They see the thing they're going towards. And we can put ourselves in either of those energies. And transitioning into that feminine isn't hard, but we have to find what serves us to do it. And I talk to women, like it's so easy to tap into that feminine to like, okay, you get out of the shower and I can dry off like a maniac because I have done it. How many? Probably 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 times. Realistically, if I did 11,000 shows, I dried off <laughs> 10 times per show. Like, you know, just do the random math. I was so good at drying myself off. I was like, you know, how can I tap into my feminine? So I slow down. I feel the towel against my skin. I let my body stretch as I slow down. I take an extra 30 seconds to towel off after the shower instead of being like, you know, like I'm drying a horse and, and I can tap into my feminine right there. It's that easy. Uh, I am laughing so hard because I can visualize that. And when I put on my moisturizer, it's like, <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? This is your yeah. skin. Yeah. But it's part of your job to put on moisturizer and get your makeup on. And right. yeah. Right. But exactly. if you make it uh, like, if you make it one little portal into your feminine, you get to do it more luscious and it feels, and it's more fun and you're not slapping like, like, yeah, I know we had girls at work and after, after work, we were all synchronized swimmers. So we were wet, we had showered, we we're coming, we we're putting lotion on. And we talked to one of the girls because she was doing exactly that. Slap, 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 slap. We we're like, whoa, take it easy. <laughs> you get to relax right now. You're done with work. So like we have this access to this energy. And it is self-care and it is, mm -hmm. it is a, a gentleness and it's a consideration. And it's just like, it's at all of our fingertips at any moment. Yeah. And anything that we do that increases stress or oxidative stress accelerates aging. Exactly. So when these women come to you and they're just hot messes, you know, what you're doing, the work that you're doing is fabulous because you're actually helping them slow down their own aging process. Right. And it's like that part of it. I have one example in my family, my aunt, um, they moved from living in Seattle, Washington to Hawaii. And um, it was really interesting because she had gray hair. And when she was there for an amount of time, her gray hair started going away. 
-hmm. And I look at that oxidative stress gaunt because she moved to Hawaii. (laughs) Um, She was eating a whole lot more antioxidants in her diet. And for her, she's like, wow, I don't know what's happening. And I was like, I know exactly what's happening. Your oxidation in your body, your rust is being cleaned up by all the good fresh fruit and nutrients and everything that you're eating and getting out of your stress states. Yeah, that was really fascinating to witness. Yeah, you know how much better people look after they come home from vacation. I could just imagine after living in Hawaii for a while, like eating those rich pineapples and yeah. You know, just a quick share. I was downstairs last night and I have a a big closet that has all these winter clothes. And now, thank God, I don't live anywhere where it's cold. And I thought to myself, I remember putting on all those layers of clothes and I thought I'm going to donate these clothes. But when I think about how I used to live before the pandemic, so much stress, so much anxiety. And right now my life is, even though I'm always in my masculine energy because I have a lot of things to do, I'm much happier and much, and I don't want those winter clothes. I'm not coming back winter, sorry. And you know what? That's beautiful because you you didn't know until you knew and it was you figured it out on your own seeing like, oh, I don't want winter anymore. You didn't realize the source of stress that was actually in your life. And this is where I talk about lifestyle changes and that kind of uh, recognition is part of what makes better aging. It's part of what like makes you a more full and whole person because you can see uh, that it's hard to see sometimes. Sometimes you just don't see it until you have other opportunities. This is why we need vacations. This is why we need to um, be in teaching. This is why we get to interact with other women uh, because and things like this, this loving longevity, it gives us the insight to be like, oh, I have access to that. Yeah, maybe keep a jacket and your whatever winter clothes for uh, when you get invited to a ski trip or something. But um, yeah, I it it's beautiful that we can see things in our lifestyles that are so easily touched that you can just be reminded. I am so grateful that I get to live in a warm climate now, and that gratitude also. Like, you know, we could spend hours talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love if we could share for people who are watching or listening and they're they're not in a perimenopausal stage. They're not they're not a woman or whatever. I don't I don't even want to go with the genders, but you don't they're not going through it. Right. right. What are the symptoms that people can say, OK, well, if I have this and this, maybe I need to reach out to Suzanne and find out what's going on. Uh, That's the magic is that perimenopause looks like a lot of things. And when you're struggling with hormone balance in that stage, um, it's, it can look like everything. So it looks like weight gain, especially around the middle. It looks like brain fog. It looks like anxiety and depression out of nowhere, emotionality out of nowhere, like kind of flying off the handle. You're like, what, who am I right now? It looks like um, hair loss. It looks like PMS. All of a sudden you get bad PMS when you're 40. It can look like acne. It can, uh, it can look like um, so many other things that, were, that are put into the syndrome type of thing. And, you know, PMS is a syndrome. It's not a normal part of health. Most, most women have no idea premenstrual syndrome. It's a, collect, a syndrome is a collection of symptoms 
And so PMS is not normal. We've mm -hmm. completely normalized it in our society. So PMS, uh, when you're over 40, can look like, um, you know, tender breasts. It can look like holding weight. It can look like digestion not working well. It can look like moodiness. It can um, eventually become very heavy periods, like periods out of nowhere flooding and uh, like, whoa, I'm scared to not be <laughs> like to leave my house type of thing. Mm -hmm. I've heard of CEOs that are in their 50 or, or, you know, in their in their perimenopausal age having to stay home from work and or deciding that they don't want to be in that system anymore because their perimenopause symptoms are so uh, overwhelming. So it can look like a lot of those things and everyone doesn't have all of those depending on your physiology and your life and your history and your background de determines if you're going to have symptoms where they pop up and what they are. So it's, it is, mm -hmm. that's where I go back to the bioindividuality. We have to pay attention and have a lot of grace for ourselves. There's nothing wrong with you. And there's a lot of solutions to all these things that I just named. It's and, not hopeless. This is not the rest of your life. Yeah. And um, Dr. Daniel Amen, who is a brain health um, expert, has this saying that we don't know until we look. Yeah. And the, you know, if it's premenstrual syndrome, if it's all the symptoms of perimenopause, get your blood labs done, get your genetics done, look to see what's going on with you. Because like what you said, these things aren't normal. And we tend to try to minimize them. Oh, it's because of this or that. They're not normal. And it's our body sending us signals that something is out of balance. Exactly. And there's the, the most taboo subject that I run into is libido, a uh, common perimenopause um, symptom is low or no libido. And you're like, well, I love my husband. I'm just like, there's nothing. And this is 35 year old women. This is 45 year old women. This is 50 year old women. That is a waving flag that says, hey, we need to do something because a healthy libido is a sign of health for men and women, like far into your age. It's not like our society pretends like your libido stops when you're 50 and that's not true, it's not. And so it's funny because I, I talk to my audience and once I start bringing it up, then people are like, oh, I wanna talk about it. <laughs> but if I ask, um, like I said, hey, you know, who's interested in the course on demystifying the down there and the libido people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be found out that I actually want to know something. So that's a whole part of my teaching that um, I love to be able to empower women around that it's hormones. There's there's a mental aspect to it. Um, there's so many ways you can serve yourself and your husband or partner <laughs> because um, that are going to just enrich your whole being. What a fascinating interview. Um Thank you so much again for being here. I I have to go back to oh and just ask a couple of questions. Is that okay? I'm like one of course, one of, of course. Okay. I love answering questions about Sir <laughs> okay. and the Olympics because I know what it was. It was really my privilege to be part of these things. And yes, I worked really really hard to get there. But it's also like I get to share that with everyone. Oh, what an honor! Amazing. So. so if we think about this, the theater, right. And we think about the setup for, Oh, where were you? 
So as a synchronized swimmer, I was in just about every scene. Um, we, anytime you saw people in the water, moving through the water, occasionally on the very end of the show, we got lifted out of the water. Um, that was us, different costumes. Um, we didn't do dives into the water. Those are the divers because those require skills we don't have. And um, it's really great in that environment because uh, the different disciplines, all at, we all still admire each other. Because there's no, and I don't care how good of a gymnast or contortionist you are, you can't do synchronized swimming. And mm -hmm. as a synchronized swimmer, I am really strong in the water and you could drown in five minutes, but I can't hang from a thing and fly around in the sky like you can. Or the contortionists who look her, you know, her bum is on her head. Mm -hmm. Never going to happen. So there's so much respect and admiration among the cast for our individual strengths. It's very... Um, it's a beautiful kind of environment to be in. And how did you protect your skin? Was that salt water? Was it chlorine? Chlorine water. Um, they tried some different mixes at first, but it is, there's metal all under there. There's lifts that the, the pool yeah. is designed to go from 17 feet deep up to 18 inches above the surface. So those are all big X lifts and hydro pumps. Oh, so there was definitely no salt because that stuff gets eaten away right away. And um, it's chlorine. Fortunately, they could tailor the chemicals to not this necessarily like what a 50 meter pool would need for a public swim. That's too much chlorine because it never gets sun and um, it's a very controlled population for a short amount of time. So they balance the chemicals. For me, lotion, 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 lotion. And also because it's in Las Vegas where our humidity is very low. So constantly putting good lotion on, um, good moisture in my hair, good moisture on my skin at all times. And I'd like to, if I could ask you a question about now that you're, you've completed, you've retired Correct. from, from yes. okay. Um, and this is gonna be by analogy, but it doesn't, it's not even going to measure up. I was a personal trainer. Mm for many, many years. And when I called it kind of quits, I realized how burnt out I was working out all the time. And I'm just wondering at that level of athleticism, you know, day after day after day, how are you transitioning? So that, of course, it's very present because this is things that I've been dealing with. Um, I got mentally, physically burnt out in the middle of my Cirque du Soleil career. And I learned how to be on stage and how to better take care of my body. So that was part of the essentialness of me being able to do, have a 20, it was almost 24 year career in Cirque du Soleil. So that was, that's part of what I, my empowerment for perimenopausal women is I have, I know how to get through hardship, physical, mental, emotional. And um, I knew how to be on stage. I knew how to find the gratitude practices. So when I left that, when that finished, I started, and I'm still in the process of this. Okay, so I'm like, okay, for the, so realistically, for the first time in 40 years of doing synchronized swimming, I don't have to train for something. What does my body want to do? Yeah. What? feels good. I can do things now that I couldn't do before because I had to save energy for shows at night. Like I couldn't go out and do hikes during the day. 
on show days because it would I would just be exhausted at night. And um, so it's been a, it's been experimentation. I love to swim still, so I'm always going to be in the water. So I still go swim. Uh, I do yoga. Uh, I love I do love. Uh, not necessarily weight training with like barbells and stuff like that. I have, well, I do have hand weights and barbell things and weighted medicine balls and uh, more challenging body weight exercises, not like just a regular squat, like, you know, really advanced squats. So I've done that for, you know, the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So finding, having, again, a lot of grace for myself to be like, what, it, what feels good? Like, what does your body want to do? Do I want to wake up at 6 a.m.? I don't know. I had to find all these places where I had habits in place to support that lifestyle and evaluate them. What do I want to eat? How much do I need to eat? What does the composition need to be? Uh, there's no way I was going to be training as much as I was when I was working out or when I was working because that was 10 shows a week, 90 minute shows. I'm not going to work out for three or four hours a day. This is not going to happen, but I know my body loves to move. So being sedentary and doing more of this on the computer is um, it's, I notice the effects. So it's been a filtering and experimentation to see, oh, this works. This doesn't really work. I like that. Um, I was walking a lot during the day. I had a dog. My dog passed away and I was like walking by myself. And I was like, I don't really like this. I only like it with my dog. So I was like, all right, what else do I get to do then? So it's been um, it's been a journey and I'm having a lot of grace for myself. I was like, oh, my weight's gone up here. My weight's gone down here. Um, I did this exercise and that doesn't really feel good. That doesn't like nourish my whole being. So uh, I do like to work hard. I know what it feels like to work hard. So I do get to tap into that. And I also get to go do a yin yoga where it just is pulling on all these parts that I can't pull on by myself or like I can do it with outside of a class, but um, being instructed is important for me. I learn like sometimes I want to be told what to do. Just tell me what to do. I'll do exactly what you say. Other times I want somebody to give me a program and I'll go do it by myself. And then there's times I'm like, no one gets to tell me what to do. I'm going to do my own thing. And to, to know that I play in and out of those um, phases is really helpful as well. It's like a, a whole new you. Um, yeah. It's like a liberation. Right. Well, I mean, like even evaluating like, oh, I brush my teeth. You know, do I want to do it three times a day? Like I'm just every single habit that I had, I got mm -hmm. to evaluate. And some of them I still, and that's so empowering because our habits make, you know, they say 90%, 98% of our movement during the day is our subconscious. So mm -hmm. I get to reprogram that subconscious part. Right. And then it's like, does this serve me? Right. Not? Well, yeah. I had to in order to do shows, and this is 24 years, I couldn't eat past a certain time of day because I didn't want to have a full stomach starting into my first show because that felt terrible. So I would have to be like, stop eating at four and dinner this and, you know, eat. I was, I got to evaluate that whole thing and then let my body adjust and be like, oh, okay, we're going to change our eating times. And um, it's just, it was on every single level. 
And like I said, the most important part of that I know is having the grace for myself mm-hmm. and I can let it be slow and I can let it be experimental and not be judging, judging, judging. Cause we're so good at that as a woman, we're constantly berating ourselves. Like what is wrong with you? And you, you know, why do you want chocolate again? You know, like that, those kinds of things. And when we change that language, like it's just, it's a way to fall in love with, um, nourishing yourself in ways that no one else can. Yeah. Mm. An incredible career you've had. It, it, it sounds you. like this, the, the cheer of the crowd, right? People rooting for you, standing ovations, and yet the pressure, the constant pressure. So now you don't have any of that. You don't have the applause, right? Or that kind of pressure. You have other pressures and other ways that people are thanking you for the way that you're helping them. So how does that feel having that as opposed to what you did have? You know, um, I can think back, like I can go into my mind's eye and I can see the crowd and I can feel the energy. And I can, I remember saying this several, several years ago is that I would perform for flowers. If I didn't have to make money, I would perform. And this comes from um, back in the far reaches of the Tour de France. They used to perform for flowers. They never got paid or anything. And um, I would perform for flowers because it feels that good. And I can access that memory and that energy at any time. I can use it to pull myself into whatever energetic state I want or pull myself out of an energetic state if I've seen that I'm like, you know, like, so I, I, um, the mental aspect that being in Cirque for so long had, and being an Olympic athlete, those are the things I get to share with the world. For me, they're just normal. This is just how I operate on a regular basis. But I know that for other people, they've never, maybe they've never heard this or they never thought that they could access something that easily. And I, we can. So that's part of my, um, do I miss the cheering crowd? I miss the access to that energy because it was just like you know, all over the place. But then I know I can also find it whenever I want. Great answer. Thank you so much. Yeah, you can you can raise that dopamine just by hearing that crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Or even witnessing other people. Like mm-hmm. I love to I get to go watch and be, you know, I can watch the shows now because for 24 years I had to work five nights a week. So I didn't get to see all the good shows. I'm working every weekend. So <laughs> it's a joy for me to go participate and root on other people as it is and um, experience that kind of thing. Yeah. Annie, I'll leave the last question to you as we close up. Do you see yourself now transitioning from perimenopause into menopause? I'm not there yet. I still have a 28 day consistent cycle. Um, I have had estrogen dominance issues, but I realized when in my hindsight, I look back, I realized I look back and with some of the early pictures of my iPhone, because, you know, that thing only came out in 2007. (laughs) So it hasn't been out that long, really. So I look back to like 2010 or whatever, and I realized I'm like, oh, I was having estrogen dominance back then, but I didn't recognize it because I didn't know. Right. And I was like, my boobs were getting bigger and fuller. It was like, oh, that's kind of awesome. You know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. But oh, what I recognize now having more education 
is that started back then. So my perimenopause started when I was 37. Oh, wow. I'm 49. So you got a while to go yet. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I have friends who have been, they went into menopause when they were 44. I have friends who are 55 and still not in menopause, still perfectly even cycle. So it's really bio-individual. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. And that's why I emphasize, you know, find out where you're, what's going on with you right. so that you know what to do. Well, and there's there's simple ways we can access yeah. that, too. If you are still cycling, your period tells you it has lots of things to tell you um, by its length, by its timing, by its consistency. That can like just those kind those three things can tell you where you are in the menopause, perimenopause cycle. And it's not rocket science, but it's not easy to find, right? I found it and I've researched it. So I have, you know, I'll have a blog on it, but it's not, uh, it, it feels like menopause, as was said to me by a woman friend, she's like, it feels like menopause is this mystical information that we can't find about any good information on. And that's another part is that I hear so much complaining and just, menopause is awful. It's horrible. It's like, I don't believe that it has to be that way. And I'm not naturally a complainer. So everything that I'm looking at is progressive and it's how we can do better, be better, feel better. Um, So I'm like, I don't have room for complaining. (laughs) If you think about it from the day we were born, we were changing. We've yeah. been changing our entire lives all through puberty and why we start complaining now. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, also, yeah. like there's so much we can do to make a difference. We're smarter just, now. We're right. more mindful now. We have more access to things. We can, you know, grab this thing and find out a lot of things because there's women like us who are putting out this information and trying to get as much like I, I need people to know the things I know because you don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be 35 and suffer or 30 and start, you know, like you don't have to be 45 and suffering with all this stuff. There are solutions. There are things we can do and change and be that will help all of this. So it's really, there's there's so much hope. I, it's mm-hmm. the word, it's, a, it's kind of a, you know, grand phrase but there is hope out there for anyone who feels like like i'm just like i'm destined to be overweight and never fit into my favorite jeans again and not have a libido it's not no 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 you can have all those things yes just call you just call us how do people reach out to you and who would you like to contact you well anyone over the age of any woman over the age of 35 men, if you want to consume my content to understand what's going on with your lady, there you go. But um, any woman over 35, if you're having any of the symptoms that we've talked about, look into perimenopause symptoms. Um, I'm SusannaBianco.com. Um, I have a Paris, perimenopause secrets e-guide, like a guide at HowGoodCanYouFeel.com. That's howgoodcanyoufeel.com. And that is, um, you just throw your email in there and you get a PDF. And it is a lot of the things that I've been talking about. It is the lifestyle part of like, here's things that are practical that you can do right now that you can alter and change and consider to see what works for you. Um, I'm also a powerful perimenopause on Facebook. 
and on Instagram the same. All right. Thank you so much for a brilliant interview. It was really nice meeting you. It's nice to meet you both. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for doing the work you're doing in the world. And you you have you. you have wonderful content on your Facebook page. You really oh, do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. WordPress is trying to mess with me. I've been in the circus world for 23 years and I'm doing the technical stuff too. I'm learning it all. I've learned so much in the last two years of um, of getting like, you know, more technical. Even though I've been health coaching, I wasn't doing it in this capacity. So uh, I love the challenge. And I'm also like, oh, I am not, this is not my strength. <laughs> but... I'm doing it and I'm taking mm -hmm. the challenge and I'm excited to get it all out there. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you. you really are. Absolutely. You are very inspirational. So thank you yeah. again. And we hope that you'll come back on this or one of our other shows. I would love to. Fantastic. Great. All thank right. You. Thank you again. Bye. Bye. I just want to go jump in a pool and go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, really so is. so centered, um, so mindful um, with everything that she's been through. Yeah. And when I think about it, people have life changes all the time. That's a major life change that that she had. And yet, look at her; she's spot on, totally together, and helping other people. Yeah, and you know, I went as a personal trainer. I was working out five six hours a day. I can't imagine doing that level of what she was doing and, you know, now going, okay, now what do I want to do for myself? You know, I'm going to go take a walk. I maybe do, you know, it's that whole, like she said, that discovery process of now, what do I want to do for me? Yes. Yeah. And I wonder if at any point, I, I didn't get to ask her this, but if there was ever any guilt in that just being so regimented and so indoctrinated in doing certain things every day. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't know. Can I do this? Like knowing that she can do it, but so used to having to do it this way. There had to be some kind of transition period there. I don't know. I don't I know. Ask her to come back and find out. Right. Or just the joy, you know, by the end of the show, knowing the joy that you brought to all those people that witnessed it, maybe that was enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Freedom. That's what she yeah. just wrote. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Annie, we have to go because Pet Psychic Amina is waiting for me for the next show. But let me spotlight okay. you and have you share your message. Again, I'm Andy Bush. You can reach me if you're interested. Again, in these stem cell activation patches, just, ah, you know, that's what loving longevity is all about. And we had asked the question at, on the program, why do we want to live forever? You know, why do we want to live to be 120? Because there's just so much fun out there and there's so many adventures still out there and so many things that we can create together and grow together and educate people and bring joy, like Suzanne was doing, bring joy to other people's lives and just keeping us ourselves as healthy as we possibly can. If you're interested in the stem cell activation patches, just go, the easiest way is to contact me at yourtotalbody@yahoo.com. Again, what they do using your own body's energy to create your own new stem cells by virtue of a wavelength of light to heal your own body. And it's it's quite magical. Really magic is. is the word, yay. And science, <laughs> magic and science. 
<laughs> go together beautifully. Yes. Yes. Uh, you have a fabulous weekend, Dr. Jacqueline. Thanks. You too. It was great seeing you. And thank you again for bringing Suzanne to the show. Uh, <laughs> Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, whether you're watching on the live or the replay, you're listening, you're watching, it doesn't matter. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I say this every Friday. It sounds like a broken record, but I just can't believe since I left the corporate world in 2020 and started doing a little of this and a little of that, and then we rolled out this platform January 10th, and we have 28 live shows around the world. We have a team of probably 30-some people. It's just amazing, and it's all because of you. It's because you're watching, you're listening, you're following, you're getting the word out. If you would like to be a guest on any of our shows, please go to our website, usaglobaltv.com, book your session. In addition, if you're interested in having your own show, or you're interested in being a co-host like Annie is with me, or you're interested in being one of our expert presenters on Talking Heads, or you're interested in joining our certified elevated listening team, or you want to be a panelist, or you have some other incredible idea, please reach out to me. I am available. You can contact me on my website, usaglobaltv.com, contact us, or at drjacqueline.com, where I'm a certified life and career coach, certified meditation teacher, certified yoga instructor, and I am the listening mentor. Thank you again. We're coming right back with our next show, which is Pet Psychic Amina. And I look forward to this. We're going to be discussing sustainability and coexistence between the humans and all of the incredible creatures here in this world. How can we make it happen together? Thank you. We'll be right back. Music